Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Every week we see stories about deals being made between sports teams and sports books, between leagues and data companies, and even esports teams with apparel companies. Well, those deals just don't happen by themselves. Someone has to make those deals happen. And we're going to talk to a person who does just that. Stephen Crystal is the founder and CEO of SCCG Management, which is part of some of the biggest deals in gaming today. They are a company that is at the forefront of the ever-changing gaming and sports betting landscape. When we come back, I'm talking with Stephen Crystal from SCCG Management. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of July 17th, 2023. A new attendance record was set at the World Series of Poker this year. The WSOP main event is officially the largest in history, breaking the 2006 attendance record of 8,773 players. 2006 champion Jamie Gold kicked things off at this year's main event with the Shuffle Up and Deal announcement. The WSOP is being held at the Horseshoe Casino on the Las Vegas Strip. In Illinois, the Aurora City Council approved the final plans to relocate the Hollywood Aurora Riverboat Casino to a land-based facility. The project with a price tag of $360 million includes a casino with 50 live table games, 900 slots, a poker room, a barstool sportsbook, restaurants, bars, and a 200-room hotel. Construction on the project is scheduled to begin later this year. And finally, Circa Resort and Casino announced Amazon's Alexa-supported technology will be in all its rooms and suites at the adults-only casino resort in downtown Las Vegas. Guests will be able to set wake-up calls, make reservations, check out, order food, make phone calls, and request housekeeping. Alexa, what do you think of that? I love it. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. The House of Cards Gaming Report is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using our promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. You're listening to House of Cards. And in Baccarat, boo, 20 carats, seven card stud, blackjack, and craps too. <laughs> I'm just a fool for gambling. Yeah. 
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. I'm always reading about big deals being made in the sports betting or gaming industries, and nine times out of ten, our next guest is involved with it. If you work in the gaming industry, you certainly know about SCCG Management because they have been a part of some of the biggest deals in this industry. Stephen Crystal is a returning guest and is CEO and founder of SCCG Management, and they are a company that is at the forefront of the ever-changing gaming and sports betting landscape. And we are lucky to have Steve Crystal on the line with us right now. Steve, thanks for joining us. Nice to be here, Dave. Oh, it's always great having you. And and like I said, anyone who follows gaming and sports betting news has heard of SCCG Management. But for people who aren't familiar with the work that you do, t- tell us a little something about SCCG Management. Absolutely, Dave. SCCG Management really started as a family office involved in the development and operation of some of the early casinos in the USA. We started in Kansas City with Station Casinos with a riverboat complex there, and we ended up with six casinos on Fremont Street in Las Vegas under Barrick Gaming. Um, so we've operated under the SCCG brand for 32 years. Currently, SCCG is the largest advisory firm uh, partnering with B2B and B2C iGaming and sports betting brands in 11 regions around the world. And we're the biggest and the best at what we do, and we're very proud to have been part of the continued growth and innovation of the gaming industry. Now, you're constantly traveling, and you're always going to the really important locations in the gambling industry. I was telling you off air, I, mean, I always look at your website to see where you are in the world. And I know you took a couple of trips to Asia, and anyone in the gambling industry always has a keen eye on Asia, especially Southeast Asia. Gaming has really become a global industry over the years. Why do you think Asia is such a big part of that industry? Look, we earlier this year, we opened up our first office in Asia, in wow. Thailand, Bangkok. Uh, th- this is uh, on the heels of news that uh, gaming could be coming, casinos could be coming to Thailand. Mm-hmm. It's on the heels of MGM being approved for for the first casino integrated resort in Japan. Um, look, the fact is, Dave, that 65% of the world's population between 18 and 30 are Asian. And so if you're in a global business like gaming and you're not focused on how to access that marketplace, then you're missing what will be the biggest growth opportunity mm-hmm. long term. And so that's why I dedicated the trip for three weeks uh, to visit mainland China, including uh, Beijing and Shanghai, Vietnam, including Ho Tram and Hanoi, uh, and then to Singapore for G2E Asia, where Mm -hmm. the major operators in Philippines, Malaysia, Singapore, Vietnam, uh, Cambodia came together to in essence, uh, partake in a review of updated technology for their online and and brick-and-mortar establishments. So it was a very comprehensive trip, which, uh, you know, gave me a good window into where things are heading in the region. 
Now, recently, SCCG Management did a report, which I think was incredibly insightful and really explained the gambling culture of the industry in Southeast Asia, in particular, Singapore and Malaysia. I got to tell you, I've been a lawyer for almost 30 years, and your report really opened my eyes about that region. Those two regions are so geographically close, but really approach the gambling industry very different. Let me ask you about Singapore first. Tell us about the gambling industry in that country. You know, I remember I was invited by the government of Singapore back in 2005 when mm-hmm. we had the casino in downtown Vegas. They were looking to replicate almost a Nevada-style regulatory regime in Singapore. So the way I would look at Singapore is they they're, they have a very much a, a Western-oriented yeah. regulatory mindset. And that's why when you look at it, it looks maybe more familiar with what you might see in uh, New Jersey or Nevada mm-hmm. or Pennsylvania as regulatory examples. Um, and, and that explains why uh, Marina Bay Sands, which is such an amazing uh, uh, establishment there, uh, they wouldn't come and invest in Singapore unless the regulatory regime was up, up to snuff. So that explains Singapore. In Malaysia, uh, obviously, it is home to Genting, which has long been... Sure. one of the largest casino resorts in the world. Genting has since migrated to markets all over the world, including America, successfully. Um, if you look at Resorts World here in the U.S. and their properties throughout the United States, including New York. Uh, so, you know, Malaysia has a little bit of a more liberal view as it relates to, for example, junket business, which has been effectively shut down yeah. at, in places like Macau. And that's because... China, and they have changed their view over the years. But now that Macau and Hong Kong are integrated back into China, they have a tighter control over it, and they are currently on a a policy of limiting the amount of money that's leaving mainland China to be wagered away in other Asian markets. So what you're seeing is a movement towards more mass market gambling like Mm -hmm. we have in Las Vegas now and less focused on VIP clientele. And so what that means is new markets will pop up around the world, proximate to Asia, that will focus more on the VIP customer. Uh, But that won't be the focus so much so in places like Macau and Vietnam and Singapore. They'll have to find more mass market strategies. You mentioned Malaysia, and and, uh, I, I read your report and I was fascinated. That was the part that really opened my eyes. Malaysia, with its Muslim majority in the country, really approaches the gambling industry differently. I, I'm, I'm curious, and I, I like your opinion. How does religion and ideology of that country affect the gambling industry and their regulations? Look, I think it's. I think if you, if you want another comparable to that, take a look at what happened in outside of Dubai in yep. the Emirates yeah. that uh, Wynn Resort has announced its uh, latest casino project. Obviously, um, there are issues. We had those issues in America, Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't easy to get riverboats when you had the Bible Belt yeah. opposing yeah. gambling. I just, I think it's become a global business. It is a form of entertainment. It's happening anyway. The biggest argument for it is it's happening anyway. We might as well regulate it, control it, mm-hmm. make sure that the right people are gambling and the people who shouldn't be gambling aren't gambling which is why most of Asia excludes 
the local population from the casinos. It's only for tourists. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is mostly how how you see it implemented. They try to look at it as a business and try to legislate or regulate away any of the harms or things that offend their cultural norms, uh, but they try to reach a point where these things can coexist. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Spectrum Gaming rides again with the return of the Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga this August 14th through the 16th at the Saratoga Hilton in Saratoga Springs, New York. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga is the premier national forum for industry decision makers, advocates, and patrons to discuss and analyze gaming trends in all sectors of the industry. Over 50 experts on more than a dozen panels all meeting for three days to examine the critical issues facing the gaming industry and share their ideas and insights. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com to reserve your seat. And be sure and check out the website for full agenda and conference speaker list. The Racing and Gaming Conference at Saratoga this August 14th through the 16th at the Saratoga Hilton in Saratoga Springs, New York. Register today at RacingAndGamingSaratoga.com. You're listening to House of Cards. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're on. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Stephen Crystal, founder and CEO of SCCG Management. Now, you mentioned Macau, and uh, most people call Macau the Las Vegas of the East. I mean, I was watching CNBC a couple days ago, and they had a report on Macau. So it's, it's very important to the gambling industry, especially if someone owns stock in gaming operators. So they, they always have to pay attention to that part of the world. And, and certainly they have had a challenging couple of years, like all gambling destinations, because of COVID. How is the recovery going in Macau, and how has the gambling industry in Macau evolved and changed because of the shutdown of COVID? I would say that um, it, it is often said that Macau is the Las Vegas of, of Asia. Yeah. In reality, Macau is about 10, 11 times bigger than the Las Vegas market. So there really isn't a comparison in terms of 
uh, gross revenue in terms of profitability. But interestingly enough, the 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 uh, emergence of Macau after COVID mirrors what's happened in the U.S., which is casinos in the U.S. are more profitable than ever. And their numbers, their gross numbers, are approaching or exceeding the numbers that existed pre-COVID. So what's happened is casino operators have found a way to make more money with less revenue, therefore increasing their margins. And what's happened in Macau is the same thing that's happened in Las Vegas. We're relying less on, for example, conventions in Las Vegas. We rely more on mass market appeal, events, Mm -hmm. sporting events, entertainment events. The same thing is happening in Macau. They made the transition to more Las Vegas-style events and entertainment, and now they're having to rely more on the mass market as opposed to the junkets, the VIP. And you know what's happened? They've become more profitable, and the numbers are coming back up to where they were pre-COVID. So right now I would say uh, Macau is quite healthy. I'm curious if there's anything that the gaming industry is doing in Singapore, Malaysia, or Macau that those in the gaming industry in the U.S. could learn from. I, I, I guess what I'm asking is, are they doing something in Asia that we should be doing in the United States? No, I look, I still think the U.S. is the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And that's why, as the U.S. has moved to iGaming and sports betting, uh, companies have been knocking on the door of SECG because they want to be in the in the biggest, best market yeah. in the land. And so I still feel U.S. is, is the home of best practices. Um, but we have to recognize that where the, where the population is, yeah. where the demographics are, and that's why I think Asia is, is particularly interesting. The other reason I think Asia is particularly interesting to me, and even even uh, places like India or the Middle East is because tech, techno, technological innovation occurs everywhere. That's the global part of the gaming industry. Um, for iGaming and sports betting in the U.S., I would say a good 60-70% of the innovation is not coming from within the U.S. initially. Eventually it will, but right now it's coming from overseas where they enjoy those products uh, and that those revenue streams far longer than, than we've enjoyed them. So uh, the way I look at the business, it's global because demographics are different in different parts of the world and because technological innovation occurs everywhere in the world. That's why at SCCG we feel we have to be global. You mentioned iGaming, and one of the huge issues for uh, gambling operators is online casinos. I mean, it seems like uh, states in this country are open in even eager to allow online sports betting, but not online casinos. And I know recently you spoke about iGaming at Sigma Americas in Brazil. What is your opinion on why online casinos are not in more states than they are in now? Uh, I would say, obviously, I think uh, sports betting was like uh, the proverbial toe in the water. Mm-hmm. It was something that had political support. It was easy to say as a legislative body, uh, the state next to us has it, so we must do it. So there was kind of a, a herd mentality on the issue of sports betting. And that's why 
it exists in some form or fashion in 30 states. Um, I do believe eventually the same thing will happen with online gaming. Why? Because what we've learned from states like New Jersey and Pennsylvania, let's use those two examples, they have full iGaming, full sports betting online, and it isn't being a, a cannibalistic to their brick and mortar. So we have proved, in my view, mm-hmm. that online gaming grows the pie. It does not cannibalize brick and mortar casinos. And so the main reason we've had a slowdown, a part of it is legislate, legislatures are trying to assimilate what is the right policy towards online sports betting. How do we deal with uh, comps? How do we deal with, um, you know, uh, free play? How do we deal with, with bonusing and, and how we tax it? So there's a lot of policy considerations that they want to iron out before they move to a much bigger pie of online gaming. That's as much as 90% of the pie is online casino and only 10% of the pie is online sports. So mm-hmm. they want to get it right. The other thing is Native American tribes which exist in 20 states and control the policy in those states to a large extent, they're very hesitant to lose, uh, to lose their exclusivity over gaming, uh, as they should be. Now, recently, the Seminoles won an important case in uh, the district court in Washington, D.C., which said that the compact they negotiated for exclusive uh, uh, sports betting and iGaming with the state of Florida it upheld that compact. Mm-hmm. And that suggests that Indian tribes can put a server on their property. <clears throat> and as long as class three gaming is legal in a state, they can operate online gaming in that state without state regulatory approval. This is uh, potentially, you know, earth shattering in terms of the iGaming industry. I'm not saying it's going to open the floodgates, but it's definitely. Um, dealing with one of the major roadblocks, which is making sure that tribes are comfortable with the spread of online gaming in the U.S. As you said, the numbers indicate that in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and even Michigan, online casinos do not take away any customers from brick-and-mortar casinos. Do you think the states in this country will, you know, this information's out there. I mean, everyone knows it. I mean, we're even talking about it on national radio, so you can't deny those numbers. Is that enough for states to say, okay, let's bring in online casinos, or is there more convincing data needed for more jurisdictions to allow online casinos? It, it's, it's complicated, <laughs> uh, Dave. I mean, one, one issue is the cannibalization. Mm-hmm. The other issue is how do we regulate it from a taxation and, and even a responsible gaming? Um, we've had some pushback in terms of the level of advertising and bonusing for sports betting. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some pushback on whether we are conducting responsible gaming or are we creating more and more problem gambling issues. Mm -hmm. And so before you would go from, you know, from walking to running with iGaming, there are a bunch of policy considerations. The other issue is from a, from a macro standpoint, we had over a hundred companies start the process and go into the sports betting business, we now have a third left. Oh, wow. We've had a lot of attrition. We've yeah. had a lot of mergers and combinations. And so it's, we've had a lot of companies reporting big losses. 
And so I think there needs to also be a consideration is what is the best business way to roll out iGaming? Is it open market or is it, um, you know, limited license? Um, is the way we're doing skins the right way? Um, so I just think it's a pause while we assimilate what has been a very fast period of growth, at least on the sports betting side over the last five years. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Some people like knocking boots. How to do? While others get lucky. And some just get it on. No matter how you do it or what you call it, Adam and Eve makes your whoopee hot. With 50% off almost any one sexy item, just enter offer code BOOTS2 at checkout and get 50% off plus 10 free gifts, including free shipping. First, get busy with a gift for you. Shake the sheets with something exciting for them and hit a home run with a third item you'll both enjoy. Sounds like someone hit the sweet spot. Plus six free bonus gifts that'll make you say, about chicka wow wow Adam and Eve is tapping that offer. Oh yeah. With 50% off and 10 free gifts, including free shipping. Use offer code BOOTS2 at adamandeve.com now. That's offer code BOOTS2. Boots 2. Boots 2 at adamandeve.com. For more than 30 years, SCCG Management has set a standard of excellence unmatched in the global gaming industry. From startups to established companies, SCCG Management and its team of experienced leaders help each of their clients navigate the ever-changing, fast-moving business of gaming in all its forms. Sports betting, iGaming, eSports, casino technology, SCCG Management provides a global network to connect its clients with the right strategic partners for growth on a global scale. SCCG also works with entrepreneurs, providing capital and resources to assist in the development of new and innovative products and platforms. Whether you're looking to enter the U.S. market, expand your reach to other parts of the world, or establish your business in the global gaming industry, look to SCCG Management for the guidance you need. SCCGmanagement.com, expert solutions for strategic success. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is, is that good? Do, do I want that? Oh yeah, you want that. Well, fantastic then. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Stephen Crystal, founder and CEO of SCCG Management. Well, let me ask you about another kind of gaming, and that's skill-based gaming. And I, I love this partnership that you made. SCCG Management just did a strategic partnership with a company called Zed Run. I didn't know much about this company before I read about them on the SCCG website, but I am fascinated with them now. They are doing incredible things in skill-based gaming. Tell us about Zed Run and what SCCG is doing with them. Yeah, thanks, Dave. I mean, 
what I would say is we've always been a company that tries to look into the future and we don't want to jump on board after a trend has been established. Yeah. We want to help make new trends. Um, Zed Run started in 2018 as an NFT-based company where you would, in essence, uh, through in-app purchases, you would purchase a horse. Uh, through in-app purchases, you would train uh, you would train that horse and develop its ability to run in races, and then you would race the horse. Um, it would be done through a, a series of sophisticated algorithms that were skill-based in nature and would result in certain outcomes. And there was a prizing that would take place through the, you know, the blockchain and NFT ecosystem. Um, when Zedron came to me, they said, look, we've, we've established ourselves with millions of users around the globe. What we want to do is go mainstream. We want to be able to be a white label provider to a FanDuel or a DraftKings or a Caesars or an MGM. And we want to do it within the regulatory regime that, that the U.S. regulators would accept. Uh, will they accept this as a skill-based game? Does it need to be an RNG type game? Can it be delivered as a white label product? Can people bet on the outcomes? Is it a sports betting product? Can it be a casino product? Can it just be a skill-based game? These are the questions yeah. that we have to navigate. And this is an example of the type of assignment we get regularly, which is to take something new and different and innovative and figure out how to fit it within a very complicated regulatory scheme. And that's what we're doing with Zedrun. You know, that, that has become a really big issue about, you know, skill-based gaming and especially esports, and that's the idea of betting. And I know a lot of state governments are really struggling with this. I mean, I've talked to a lot of politicians. I've talked to a lot of gaming companies, and they're really struggling with the rules and regulations in order to allow betting on esports. What do you think is the future of betting on esports? Well, it's interesting you mentioned that, Dave. Our next research topic uh, that will come out at the end of the month, end of July, will be ba will be on esports betting. So awesome, great! You're going to get a nice primer on the history, which started with things like uh, skins betting in CS:GO, to peer-to-peer -peer wagering on esports, mm -hmm. to, um, to to competition-based esports, which is what I've invested in through a company called Gamer Wager, which was approved by the UK Gambling Commission, which we're now trying to get licensed as a white label product in the U.S. That's me versus you on a mm -hmm. game of uh, Madden football where we're wagering on each other. I'm, I'm wagering on myself, you're wagering on your shelf, and the winner gets the pot. Um, what I would say is New Jersey and Nevada right now seem very progressive in what they're willing to approve in the esports space. Um, Native American tribes have warmed to that as a – new product category as a content category for the next generation. Uh, my view is, is that um, if we can approve betting on putt-putt golf, which we have, <laughs> then we can get to the point of approving betting on esports, which is governed by very sophisticated servers that can measure nano differences mm -hmm. in performance so that they can tell whether you're throwing a match or whether you're in a match uh, to win it. So what I would say to you is almost every problem that can be raised with esports betting can be solved with the technology behind it, and it's inevitable that it will come into the ecosystem is my view.
One of the greatest things about your website, sccgmanagement.com, and following you guys on social media is seeing all the places you travel. It's just incredible. Now, you just got back from England and Scotland. What were you doing over there? I went uh, to Manchester. That's mm-hmm. the home of Betfred. Okay. As you may know, I have been the head of USA Development for Betfred going on five years. I've helped set them up live in 11 markets, soon to be 20. Uh, so I go visit them, you know, almost quarterly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where their headquarters are. That's where they manage their 1,500 betting shops throughout the U.K. And, and, and an operation they have in South Africa. Uh, USA is a very important part of their portfolio. So I went to attend the British Masters, which they sponsor. Oh, okay. uh, sports sponsorship is a big part of the Betfred program. And, and on their behalf, I've negotiated deals with the Vegas Golden Knights the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the Denver Broncos, and the list goes on. And so it's a way for me to stay connected to their organization and their plans for the future. Um, I did take a personal journey through Scotland. Many people who live in the U.K. don't take this trip. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I say the same thing to my kids and, and colleagues. The U.S. is such an amazing place, but a lot of people don't venture far away from their home. And there's so many beautiful things to see in our own country. But um, I've always said with all the work that I do in Europe that I want to see everything in Europe. So I took a 1,500-mile journey with my partner from Gamer Wager. Uh, we, went, uh, we went around. Literally, we saw 70% of the country of Scotland. We went to the Highlands. We went to the Lake District. We went to the northernmost point. John, uh, we, we went to the northernmost point. Um, of uh, Scotland and looked into the Atlantic Ocean. Um, look, it's it's something I won't ever forget. We've mm-hmm. been to over a hundred countries at SCCG. I'm heading to Serbia, Montenegro. I'm heading to Lisbon. I'm heading to India before the end of the year, and seven countries in Africa. We have <laughs> global business, and we believe that it's important for us to know the local distinctions between regions. And in order to uh, understand that, you need to show up. That's mm-hmm. the number one rule at SECG. You have to show up. You can't just sit you know, behind a green screen or behind a, a Zoom call. You have to get out there and, and understand and listen and learn to what's going on out there. You know, what you should do is put a big map of the world on your website and just have a red line crossing it and, like, where's Steve at this week? You have to do that. It's, uh, you should uh, get people involved with your travels a lot more. I, I, I got to ask you about another great thing you're doing and I'm excited about because I'm a big poker fan. And you signed a sponsorship agreement with Jamie Gold, who is a World Series of Poker legend. And, by the way, an extremely nice guy for everyone out there. He's the if you see him at a poker room, go up and say hi. He's a really great guy. Uh, tell us about the agreement with Jamie Golden, and, and what is SCCG doing with Jamie? Look, Jamie's been a personal friend for decades. Um, obviously, like a lot of folks in the gambling industry, you have to marvel at his accomplishment yeah. winning the 2006 World Series of Poker. It was the largest winning pot in the history of the World Series of Poker, and that may be surpassed this year or may not. Uh, in fact, that led the World Series of Poker to appoint Jamie as their ambassador at this year's World Series mm-hmm. of Poker. And in conjunction with that, he was sponsoring a tournament 
where he would train and recruit someone to go for the go for the gold, so to speak. Wow. Uh, Jamie plays with a little bar of gold when he plays poker, and he he uses that little bar of gold to to put on his cards when he's uh, holding, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to hitting, uh, as opposed to taking or 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 betting. So that's his little moniker, and he's sponsoring a tournament. And we decided to get on board because Jamie shares a similar vision to us in terms of supporting the next generation in the gambling industry, supporting innovation and technology. He shares a lot of our values, so we wanted to support him. He had taken a few years off through COVID, uh, and now he's reemerging to be the face of the World Series of Poker, and we wanted to be there to support him. That's the main thing. I'm curious, since you travel all around the world and experience the gaming industry in different countries, I'm wondering if you have an opinion on where the next big gambling hotspot will be. I mean, we know all about Asia, and I saw you speaking in Brazil, but is there one area of the world where we should be looking to see where they'll soon have an explosion of gambling and an increase in their gaming industry? Uh, I think you hit it there on the head. The reason (laughs) I was getting a keynote in Brazil... Mm -hmm. And the reason we've been going to Brazil for about a half a decade and have, we have a physical team on the ground in Brazil is because that's going to be the next explosion point in, um, in Latin America. It'll be in Brazil. Um, there were as many people at the conference in uh, Brazil as I would see at G2E, which is coming up in October. What a phenomenal thought mm-hmm. that a conference in Brazil that's a few years old would could attract as many people as come to G2E, which is decades old, and and sponsors the entire gaming industry in the U.S. So Brazil is where it's at. Uh, We're doing lots of transactions there. Uh, We have boots on the ground. Um, So I couldn't be more excited about it. Um, but, But that's where I would say I'd also include Peru, Chile, Argentina. Um, We have a we have a, an office in Mexico with uh, a colleague of ours, Rosa Choa. Uh, we have uh, Lucas Mandela, who's with us in Brazil. Um, we have boots in the ground throughout the region. So I would say specifically Brazil and in a broader sense, LATAM. What are some of the big issues that we should be looking at in the coming year for the gambling industry? I, I talk to a lot of people in the sports betting world. I talk to a lot of lawmakers, and one of the big issues that they all brought up was advertising and some of the possible restraints they may have to navigate around to follow the rules when it comes to sports betting. What, what is your opinion? What are some of the big issues that we can look forward to in the coming months, not only in this country, but around the world as well? Look, what I would say is if you look at the, the UK, they've gone through a series of, uh, you know, a series of reproachments, a series of entrenchments where they have come down on the gambling industry. They're, they're, they're not, I wouldn't say they're killing it, but they're, they're certainly harming an industry. Uh, and the main reason is the industry didn't do enough to help itself. Okay. The main difference between the U S and the UK is that there is a tradition of self-regulation in the U S operators, don't always need to be told what the best practices are. So I guess what I would say is there are going to be some rules and regulations, but overall I don't see the U S being more restrictive or as restrictive as, 
markets like the UK, which have become very difficult to operate in. Um, I just think we're not as antagonistic to industry here, particularly one that's contributed so much in terms of jobs, in terms of economic security for employees, in terms of uh, support for communities. I think the industry here has done a, a relatively good job. So you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. You want to have measured responses. You want to be proactive. And I think we're going to do all these things here. I don't think we'll overreact, but we have seen what happens when you do overreact. I think we should be able to navigate it. Now, this is the time of the year when a lot of deals are being made in the gambling industry. A lot of eyes are turning toward the fall and football season. I know last year you did things with the Denver Broncos, Cincinnati Bengals, Betfred, and it was so so much fun to watch what you were doing and SCCG management was doing in the fall. Any big things coming up for you guys for the fall? Look, a, a lot of it, uh, Dave, to be honest, we've made lots of investments, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those investments are starting to pay off. They require uh, time and further investment. They require a partnership. So I think a lot of what you're going to see is just building upon what we've started with some of these organizations. You're going to see more and more done to build upon the brand that we've established. I mean, Betfred has survived when many others have bailed out sure. of the U.S. market. And you know, just to put it in perspective, a company that gets a couple percentage points of the market is a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar company. So uh, right now, Betfred is uh, is inching towards 1% in most of its markets. Um, it has a plan to grow to 2 3 4%, which I think it will achieve. And then it will be a highly, highly profitable and successful company. It just takes time in the U.S. It's a big market. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll just see more, you know, more focus on the existing partnerships. I think you'll see different kinds of investment in the brands, including additional sponsorships and events. I think you'll see more localized marketing campaigns, and you'll see more advancement in the technology and how you interact with the customers you do have. This is what you'll see across the board because now that people are in business, they can focus on improving the features on their technology platforms. Stephen, we're running out of time, but can you give out your website again and any social media address you have so people can keep up with what you're doing and what SCCG management is doing? Yeah, look, I think uh, the website is sccgmanagement.com. Through there, you can get to anyone. We're very accessible. Uh, we are. We, we like to say that uh, iGaming is everywhere, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we are everywhere. Um, so we are everywhere that iGaming is, and iGaming is everywhere. And I think if you want to stay plugged into uh, what's going on around the world, not only in the USA, visit uh, sccgmanagement.com and uh, reach out to us if there's something we can help with. Stephen Crystal, founder and CEO of SCCG Management, thanks for coming on and telling us all about SCCG Management and the incredible deals you're doing in the gaming industry. Seems like I'm reading about you every week. And for people who listen to this show, you're going to hear a lot about SCCG Management over the next couple of months because not only you have important projects that you're involved with, but you're there's so much fun to talk about. So thanks so much for taking the time and, and talking with us today. And uh, safe travels. Thank you, Dave. Great to be with you. Great to support 
your organization. You've, you've contributed so much over the years, and, and just keep doing it. Uh, thanks so much. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Attention. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, the IRS is cracking down by hiring 87,000 new agents to garnish your paycheck and put liens on homes and businesses. They can even seize your bank account. The IRS calls it enforced compliance, and now they have the manpower to get you. Penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily. So call One Stop Tax Relief Shop and get the IRS off your back. They're experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. Call 800-353-2174. 800-353-2174. One Stop Tax Relief has resolved thousands of cases since 2014 and saved clients millions of dollars. Call now for a free consultation. Get the IRS off your back. Call 800-353-2174. 2174 This portion of House of Cards is brought to you by SCCG Management, delivering technology-driven capability expertise and customer and business value to the gaming industry for over 30 years. For more information, go to sccgmanagement.com. It's a casino. People got to win sometimes. If you'll excuse me, I have a giant colorful check to deposit. Bean the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to another edition of Beating the House. I'm Doug Weishel here with Dave Weishel. We're here to crisscross the country going through some of the biggest jackpots that have occurred in the casino and lottery industries over the past week. Press releases that keep them coming in. More and more each and every week. We're learning about new games, even getting newer uh, new different casinos every week i should yeah, say no, not we, new we, casinos we've had a well new casinos for the segment for the yeah. segment I, yes yeah, so. uh we got a bunch of million dollar jackpots to talk about wow. this week uh we're going to start off in las vegas so it, it was a long weekend for a lot of people so maybe a lot of people hit the casinos for the fourth of july weekend kind it of thing. was a long weekend in a lot of ways too yeah, so yeah. but uh we're going to start off in the cannery casino and hotel all right. Never had a jackpot from the Cannery Casino on this uh, segment. Uh, segment. Yeah. Uh, we've got a brand new millionaire, and not just a millionaire, a $10 million heir. Wow. I don't know how else okay. to phrase that. Uh, <laughs> Boyd Gaming. Bucks. Boyd Gaming sent out the release. Uh, $10,488,726 
won on a $40 bet wow. for a Megabucks slot machine. Wow, what a return, huh? Yes. So. A man named Jesus. Is it Jesus or Jesus? So I think that's what he was yelling when he actually won the jackpot, okay. you know, exclaiming, exclaiming the okay. JC word over and over again. Well, you know, it's a, it, it, Jesus he, is a common name. So well, he maybe. also could have remained anonymous and decided to put, you know, that name on the on the novelty check. Do you think they'd let you do that, to put a fake name on a check or something? It's a novelty like check. I, I don't, guess. I, I I don't know. I think the check he got for real is, It could be a real name. I don't it know. Could be, it could be anything. Check. If it's Jesus, great. It's Jesus C on the check. Okay. So interesting. So either Jesus, Jesus, it's a miracle. Whatever yes. you want to say. Hey, you know. Yep. Thank God. Yep. For ten ten million dollars. Like I said, that. he was probably jumping up and down saying J C J C J C, you know. Okay. Well, so that may be why he decided And it could be his name, but it okay, could so be could, very well his congratulations. name. Congratulations. So, uh he lined up the three megabuck symbols, which okay. triggered the eight figure jackpot. So it was a forty dollar bet. Huh? Forty dollar bet. Uh, megabuck slot machine wow. lined up to three megabuck symbols and he won 10.488 million dollars wow. that's great yes cannery casino congratulations that's that's good pr for them right yeah there. no it's great uh we're going to leave nevada we're going to ca- go to california we had chumash casino resort on i think about two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago where the a man won 556 grand playing a slot machine in the high limit room mm-hmm. Same man came back a couple weeks later, and he told the casino when he left the first time, the five hundred fifty-six grand, he was coming back for the big jackpot. A couple weeks later, shows up, hits the one point three wow. million dollar progressive jackpot, the largest in the casino's history. Yeah, wow, these guys have got some. Uh, that's that's some uh, that's some confidence there. Yep. I guess if you think positively, uh, positive things happen. I guess according to the casino, he visits the casino every couple of months. Okay. Uh, and he he just happened to you know win the five fifty five hundred fifty grand. Told the casino operators, <laughs> "Hey, I'll be back to get that one point three million." I don't know if he was serious when he said it. They're saying he was. He wanted to hit this. Well, well, certainly so, everyone wants to hit that. Yep. So it's good for him. So one point three million, and it broke the record for the previous highest record jackpot was one point oh two million. So one point three, one point oh two. That stood for nine years, twenty fourteen. Okay, all right. So brand new record breaking. So this jackpot. is at Chumash. Chumash in Santa Inez, California. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna leave the West Coast now. We're gonna go to the East Coast. We've got the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Hollywood, mm-hmm. the uh, Hard Rock Holly. That's uh, that's what it's called. They that's it's, 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 that's also its Twitter handle too. Hard Rock Holly. Hard Rock Holly. Okay. Uh, we got a Marco Island, Florida resident hitting a million dollar jackpot. Uh, Dragon Link, the aristocrat game and right. Dragon Link slot machine. Uh, $1,042,996.95. $50 bet this time. Wow. Okay. I don't know what's with the big bets all of a sudden. Hey, you know. But uh, it's turning like at the million-dollar jackpot It was, dollar, a, it was uh, a long weekend. Here. You might as well have time. You're at the casino. Hey, knock yourself out. Hey, they're paying off. So Second okay. time this month this uh, line of games hit for a million dollars. What is this? Dr- Aristocrat Gaming's Dragon, Dragon Link. Link. Okay. Back in June, June 19th, and we had this story as well. Uh, $1,216,720, one on a $25 bet, same brand machine. Um, so play the Dragon Link if you're in Florida. Yeah, right. Especially at the uh, Hard Rock Alley. 
Hard Rock Holly. Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Hollywood, Florida. It's actually Fort Lauderdale, Florida is where their uh, okay. their uh, address is if you go look them up. Okay. Uh, we're going to leave uh, Florida and we're going to California again now. We're going to Elk Grove, California for the Sky River Casino. I, I've never heard of this casino. It's, uh, you know. It's one great thing about doing this segment, you know. I get to, number one, learn about casinos I don't know about and learn about games that are out there. Well, this is another million-dollar winner. We have a 4th of July winner of a million dollars. Gold-level Sky River Rewards member came in to a natural seven-card heart straight flush while playing face-up pie-gal poker. Wow, okay. Now, we, we've had pie-gal poker jackpots in the past, but never million-dollar jackpots. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a progressive payout of just under a million, $999,519. But he also had the fortune bonus, which gave him another 45 grand, mm-hmm. kicked it over a million dollars. Okay. Um, so it's, uh, kind of interesting to see exactly how the fortune bonus actually was a fortunate thing. Cause it got him the billion, a million dollar jackpot here. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm just wondering you know, Sky River Casino is actually kind of an interesting-looking place. If you actually go take a look at it, uh, it's it's, uh, it's over in, in Southern California, Elk Grove. And uh, you got a lot of different uh, jackpots being there. The blackjack tables also for them, uh, they had a gold-level Sky River Rewards member on 4th of July hitting eighty-three grand. Okay. On a triple-diamond progressive jackpot. All right. Going back to Nevada, we've got South Point. We've got a patron named Dale having a good week there. We got a Pi Gal poker player here, another one. Wow. 224 grand at South Point. You know the thing about you when you mentioned South Point, I always think of the uh, sports book. I never think there was a great There's casino, actually a casino there, yeah. <laughs> attached to it. So, yeah, good. Um, leaving Nevada, we're going back out to California. Okay. Valley Center, California. Wow, a lot in California. What's, a lot of casinos boy, out there. What's going on? Valley View Casino and Hotel. It's in the San Diego region, All just right. so you know. Uh, we've got a jackpot winner who hit $115,123.49 uh, playing the Triple Double Stars slot machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she actually has been a loyal Valley, Valley View Casino guest, according to the uh, uh uh, casino. The, she's been there since the opening in 2021. Yeah, I mean, always, she's gone home, but she's, uh, yeah, but know, she's been I, going I, there. But that's good. I always like it when locals win. Yes. You know, the, if you you know they spend a lot of time there, spend a lot of money, it's good that they're rewarded. Yeah. Or so. or actually even just a lucky local there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got one in Rampart Casino back in Las Vegas. Uh, had a uh, Friday night before 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Kicked off the weekend with a hundred thousand dollar Royal Flush jackpot. Wow! On triple double bonus poker, Royal Flush of diamonds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's See, I told I told you it's yep. the uh, it's the uh, long weekend thing. Yes. You know, people are hitting the casinos more. Well, now we have our Jersey jackpots. All right, good. Couple of them this time. Um, I'll we, let you go and let you. We've only got we've only got three to talk about. All right, okay. Uh, June seventeenth, hundred thirty-four thousand five hundred six dollars and thirty-six cents at Hard Rock Hotel and, and Casino mm-hmm. in Lanxi, the brick and mortar. Okay, the online. All right, Bally Locket Link Eureka Real Blast. Wow, these okay. names are getting longer. I know, my it's Locket. another link thing. I, I guess that always implies that they're connected to the other. Yeah, it's a link progressive a, kind okay. of thing. All right, Locket Link Eureka Real Blast. I haven't seen this one yet. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I was in Hard Rock. I, 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 I'll look for it next time I'm there, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't remember seeing it. So, back on June 19th, staying with Hard Rock Atlantic City. Oh, wow. Okay. $105,511 five dollars playing Light and Wonders, Ultimate Fire Link China Street. Okay. Well, that was two days apart, huh? Uh, two days apart, two different games, though. Yeah, Light and Wonder yeah. and, and Bally. So, uh, but again, I'm starting to see the word link I know. in a lot of these. I'm trying to think. Maybe I just, like, when I'm on the uh, casino floor, maybe I should just look for the link machines. So, uh, I mean, the, number one, I mean, if they pay off, they're going to pay off a lot bigger than the ones that yes. aren't linked, I'm guessing. So, well, again, I'm, I'm starting to see a lot of those things. I mean, we have what, what was that in uh, Bally's, the Lightning Link Lounge? Yeah, no, they actually have a, yeah, no, there's a, uh, in the it's corner. A room, yeah. It's a, like, a, well, I don't know if it's a room. It's not really enclosed. It's like a it, little it's enclosed on three sides. kind of thing yeah. that it's on the gaming floor. I like how they call so, it a lounge, though. Yeah. The, yeah. Lock, the Lightning Link Lounge. Yep. Yeah. Uh, last one of the, uh, of the segment here for Jersey Jackpots, June 24th at Borgata, the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. No online jackpots of a hundred thousand over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah, I mean, I, we had the DraftKings million dollar ones, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting because they haven't shown up in the division of gaming enforcement yet hmm. in their spreadsheets. Oh, okay, uh, but we have one hundred eighty nine thousand four hundred fifty three dollars and eighty eight cents at Borgata. Like I said, the brick and mortar yep. aristocrat aristocrats dragon cash. Oh, not a link one, huh? Not a link one. You know, these these are all in June, so I, I'd be very interested to see your next Jersey Jackpot section. I, I'd be, over, like I said, over the 4th of July weekend, I wonder uh, what some of the uh, the big jackpots in Jersey would be. Well, the Division of Gaming Enforcement is back to doing it every two weeks now. Okay, so good. I actually like it this way. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like the New York sports betting reports yeah. that we do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, congratulations to all the Jersey Jackpot winners there. We're going to be leaving the jackpot, the lotteries, I mean the slots and the table games, and we're going to go to some promotional wins here. Uh, we've got promos, huh? Yeah, okay. we've got Choctaw Casinos and Resorts uh, over in Durant, Oklahoma. They were running the three months, three millionaires uh, promotion. Okay, so what do you have to do there? What's uh, um, is it like a drawing? It's kind a drawing. Of thing? It's okay. a drawing, and um, they they did the giveaway, and we have the very first winner. All right. Uh, all right. First, one of three, right? Right. This is the first one. Okay. First million-dollar prize casino giveaway by the Choctaw Casinos. North Texas mother was visiting uh, on July 1st. She won the first drawing for the million-dollar jackpot. Wow, good. Two more coming up, uh, one on July 29th, one on August 20, 26th. And I had to look this up because I didn't know how close Choctaw was to, like, some of the other areas. I know it's in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I don't know where Durant, Oklahoma is. I mean, okay. I mean I'm terrible in uh, geography anyway, but uh, it's 90 miles north of Dallas, I found oh, out. Oh, okay. So that's certainly – they must get a big Dallas crew there. Oh, yeah. You know? So, okay. I didn't know it was that close. I'm, I'm still surprised Dallas yeah, or like Texas – like an hour and a half drive. Yeah, you know? I, I, I'm so still shocked bad. Texas doesn't want commercial gambling there. I mean, they have a lot of the Indian casinos, Native American stuff, so – Okay. But no commercial casinos yet. All right. Uh, We're going to end the week on a New Jersey lottery story now. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, I know you said at the beginning uh, you had won some... uh, some good jackpots for yourself on the uh, slot machines and the... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I, I hit a parlay. Yeah. So, yeah. But we're, uh, we're not, not in the, the lottery. No. So. We're going to hit a uh, Jersey Cash 5 jackpot in Clinton. Uh, sold at the Greeting Place on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton. 
$140,818. The greeting place receives 2000 Okay, that's good. For the purchase of the ticket. Uh, according to the report, this guy has been playing. It wasn't a quick pick. He's been playing certain numbers, and they just hit. Great. Good for him. So, uh, But that's it uh, for this week's Beat in the House. Uh, press releases, keep them coming in. Uh, congratulations to all our winners here and all the winners we didn't talk about because there's certainly a lot of lot of them out there. We just hit the $100,000 or yep. more here. But congratulations to everyone out there. Well, that'll do for us this week. We'll see you next time with House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.